Jacqueline and I'm Sahda. Welcome, Welcome back, back to another episode of Bcast, a podcast of Bindusko Bekasi Student Council where you can rest, relax, and, and enjoy, enjoy with the best content that you'll ever have. For today's life in fiction, we're going to be reading a story entitled Thank you by Rufi Rajapaksha. Wednesday, mac and cheese, salad, carrots, and apples. She woke up and feeling hurt. The sound of the alarm clock pierced her ears, and to her surprise, it was still working. She took a deep breath and got out of the bed to do it all over again. She made her way through her small apartment and found herself eating dinner and leaving home late. As soon as she got to school, she was off straight to the kitchen to get to work. The scent of frozen food and mac and cheese overtook her. She made it. With a second left in stillness, she rushed to get to work. She pulled her hair into a hairnet and slipped on a new pair of gloves. She turned around only to find a neon pink sticky note with a few words scribbled across it in rushed handwriting. Sandra called in sick. You'll have to get through today on your own, Lucy. She knew she had to get to work if she was going to make food for 600 kids in 3 hours. She started with the mac and cheese. The stove was ready for the food as she tossed in the raw pasta. As soon as it hit the pan, the stove began to crackle and fizz as she mixed it all in. She always thought it was like a monster getting irritated in the bowl as the pasta was added and the slow mixing putting it back to sleep. Steam rose to the air as the pot began to bubble. The scene felt so calming yet intense for a school cafeteria. Soon the steam and bubbles died down and the pasta was ready for the cheese. She drained the water and poured the pasta into the pot. The cheese was ready and resembled a glue-like texture. The warm mixture was poured into the pot and mixed until it was a pot of mac and cheese. The scent filled her nose. She knew it was bland. But she also knew that the principal would not like to see multiple kids show up because they couldn't handle spices. She began a second batch with an hour left and finished this on time. Finally, she made her way to the fridge at the corner of the cafeteria and took out a bag of mini carrots along with a bag of salad. She put the vegetables into the separate trays and with some tongs for students to serve themselves, and added about 20 apples into the last tray. She closed the cupboard in which she placed the apples, and the sound of the luncheon bell ringing echoed across the school. It was time to start serving! It didn't take long for the lunch line to grow, stretching all the way outside the cafeteria. So, she started serving, plopping a spoonful of mac and cheese into each tray. She knew every single student by observation. Frank always needs more than he needs. Brittany doesn't look happy today. She probably got her biology test results back. Jessica told her to study. Jennifer, she looks a bit hungrier than usual. She probably forgot breakfast. I'm going to give her a little more. She wanted the best for every student, no matter who they were. Lunch went smoothly, and she had enough food for everyone. She turned around with a sigh of relief to have faced the kitchen. Her work was done. Now, all she had to do was clean the kitchen. She decided not to put away the mac and cheese yet because some of her students came in later. She began to clean, and the only sound she could hear was the noise of the water fosse running. 
and dishes clanking against each other. Soon, the lunch period ended with the sound of the 5-minute bell warning students to get to their next class. And she was right. Six students had come in, five for lunch, and one to ask for a plastic spoon because her mother forgot to pack one in her lunch. Her day was over, but she stayed anyway, just in case. She thought about the next day's lunch, chicken nuggets or salad and chocolate milk. She checked to make sure she had enough of everything and then waited a few hours. She took her hairnet off and then the gloves. It was always the most unwinning feeling to take her gloves off and expose her hands to some fresh air. It was like taking her entire day off her hands. Soon, the ring of the bell interrupted the silence in the kitchen, and she went home, only to reset herself to do it all over again the next day. Chicken nuggets, salad, chocolate milk, and apples. She got out of bed and got to school, early this time, and took in a deep breath. The same old smell filled her house until she dialed it all out, leaving a smile on her face. She put on her gloves and net, ready to take on the day. Then she saw a bright neon orange sticking out on the counter. Sandra is still sick. You're on your own again, Lucy. She didn't let this get her down. She immediately made her way to the freezer and took out a bag of frozen chicken nuggets and got to work. She found herself finishing with an hour left and began to get the salad and apples ready. Afterward, she placed the chocolate milk cartons in a neat line and was ready to serve. After waiting for about five minutes, the bell rang and the line began to form. She began giving out the chicken nuggets and milk to each student. She found out that Thanksgiving break plans were the most popular subject among students. The line soon ended, and she decided to start cleaning. She didn't have many dishes to do, so she spent most of the rest of the day waiting and planning for the next. Something had gotten her down that day, but she didn't know that. She took off her gloves and net, a sigh, waiting for the bell and left. It was time to do this again, one last time, and she wouldn't see her students for nine days. Friday, pizza and chocolate milk. She woke up and got out to the door. She made it to school just in time. She took in a deep breath and made her way to the counter. She put on her net and gloves and turned around. A bright green sticky note stared back at her. Sandra decided to take an early vacation. I left the pizza here for you, Lucy. Near the note were many stacks of pizza boxes, ready to be served already. All she had to do was line up the chocolate milk cartoons and she was done. Fridays were an easy day for her. She had managed to get through a few days on her own. She looked at around the kitchen, she left her job, she got paid enough to live in a nice apartment, and she got to be around kids and contribute to their days. There was just one thing missing. Just too little were ring. The bell rang for lunch. It was time to start serving. The line was extra long because it was pizza day. She began serving the pizza, plopping a slice onto each plate. At the end of every slice, at the very end of the line, was a girl named Grace. After she got her slice of pizza, she smiled and said, Thank you! The smile was returned. There was the two words she had been looking for all along. The end. Now, my friend Sahda in the other counter will talk about our news recap for today. Sahda?
Thank you, Jacqueline. The first news is international news. A China Eastern Airlines jetliner carrying 132 people crashed in the mountains in southern China's Guangxi region on Monday afternoon. According to the country's Civil Aviation Administration, CAAC, the Boeing 737 was en route from the southwestern city of Kunming to Guangzhou when it lost contact over the city of Wuzhou. On board were 123 passengers and 9 crew members, CAAC said in a statement posted online. China Eastern Airlines confirmed those details and said it had activated emergency procedures, including a line for emergency assistance for family members. Rescue efforts are underway at the scene of the crash, but there were no immediate details on the possible cause or the number of casualties. China Eastern offered its condolences to those who were killed in the incident, without confirming any death toll. The cause of the plane crash is still under investigation. The company expresses its sorrowful condolences to the passengers and crew members who died in this plane crash, the airline said in a statement. Boeing said in a statement, Our thoughts are with the passengers and crew of China Eastern Airlines Flight MU5735. We are working with our airline customers and are ready to support them. The company added that it is in contact with the U.S. National Transportation Safety Board NTSB and that its technical experts are ready to assist in the CAAC investigation. Later Monday, the NTSB said it appointed a senior air safety investigator as a U.S. accredited representative to the investigation, which will be led by the CAAC. Boeing, engine manufacturer CFM, and the U.S. Federal Aviation Administration will also be involved in the probe, the NTSB said. This arrangement is standard for aviation incidents involving a U.S.-designed Boeing aircraft that occur in other countries. Chinese President Xi Jinping instructed the country's emergency services to organize a search and rescue operation and identify the causes of the accident, state media reported. After the accident, President Xi Jinping immediately made instruction to start the emergency mechanism, organize search and rescue, and properly deal with the aftermath, state broadcaster CCTV said. The aircraft lost contact with emergency services before suddenly descending around 2.19 p.m., Chinese government official and state media reported Monday. A China Eastern plane, flight number MU5735, lost contact at 2.15 p.m. Rescue teams are on the way to ground zero and rescue work is being laid out in order, the Guangxi Emergency Management Department said in a statement. The plane's altitude dropped from 8,869 meters to 1,333.5 meters in the span of three minutes, state new agency China News Service reported, citing Fireflight, a Chinese technology company that provides civil aviation data services. Hours after the accident, CCTV reported that the airline was grounding all its Boeing 737-800s and that the aircraft currently in the air would not carry more flights after landing. CCTV also reported that the rescue efforts could be hampered by bad weather and limited accessibility to the city. CCTV also reported that rescue efforts could be hampered by bad weather and limited accessibility to the city. 
heavy rescue equipment was unable to reach the scene, which lacks electricity as it is surrounded by mountains on three sides and accessible only through a narrow path, CCTV said, citing the Guangxi Wuzhou Fire Department. Separately, Guangxi Meteorological Buryu warned that the rescue effort could be hindered by an incoming cold front that would see heavy rainfall and a temperature drop in Tangshan country, where the crash site is. Eyewitness described a falling plane in an interview, falling directly from the sky in front of him around 2 p.m. The plane fell vertically from the sky. Although I was very far away, I could still see that it was a plane. The plane did not smoke during the fall. The fire started after it fell into the mountain, followed by a lot of smoke. The witness, who was only identified by his surname, Liu, said. My heart was thumping. I immediately informed friends about the situation that this area is dangerous and not to come nearby, Liu continued. The next news is business news. Tesla opened its third assembly plant near Berlin, Germany and made the first deliveries of its Model Y sedan there Tuesday. The world's most valuable automaker will reportedly produce as many as 500,000 vehicles a year at the plant and plans to hire as many as 12,000 workers. The capacity is similar to its existing plants in California and Shanghai. Tesla is building a factory in Austin, Texas that will open soon. The added capacity should fuel Tesla's anticipated growth. The automaker sold 936,000 vehicles in 2021, nearly double the 499,550 it sold in 2020. Electric vehicles are 10% of motor vehicle sales in Europe, and they outsold diesel cars for the first time in Western Europe in December 2021. Volkswagen has 24% of Europe's electric vehicle market and Tesla trails with 13%, according to LMC Automotive. VW sold 452,900 electric vehicles worldwide in 2021, about half of Tesla's production, but it sold a total of 8.5 million vehicles overall. Tesla sales have grown dramatically despite the chip shortage, which has hampered automakers. It reported a record profit in 2021, CEO Elon Musk danced and spoke at the event, calling the factory another step toward a sustainable energy future. Tesla will make sure that this is a gemstone for the area, for Germany, for Europe, and for the world. Mux said, you should have hope in the future. This climate problem will be solved, and this factory is a major step in that direction. So, believe in the future. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz attended and spoke at the event. He described the factory on Twitter as a way to become carbon neutral. Tesla originally announced the factory in 2019. It has said that 2020 it is focused on wrapping up production and increasing output at its existing factories. However, it won't be delivering the long-awaited Cybertruck, Roadster, or Semi this year. The automaker stock is down 21% this year as inflation. The ongoing pandemic, rising interest rates, and the war in Ukraine have impacted the markets. The next news is national news. Mandalika Circuit Rain Handler Rara Istiani Wulandari was praised by foreign media and MotoGP accounts for her action in carrying out a ritual to ward off rain. 
Rara as Mandalika Rain Handler also become the main highlight at the Pertamina Grand Prix of Indonesia, the official name of the Mandalika MotoGP, in addition to the competing riders. By foreign media, Mandalika MotoGP Rain Handler, the event was considered successful in helping to relieve the rain at Pertamina Mandalika International Street Circuit. German language foreign media Speedweek on Sunday reported the Mandalika MotoGP circuit had heavy rain before the race, which started at 6 WITA. The rain handler is then placed at the start or finish line, and the woman performs her action with various rituals to help ease the rain. A female real, a female rain handler was taxed with dispelling a storm when lightning, thunder, and monsoon rain hit the 4.3-kilometer-long GP track, wrote the statement. In Indonesia, the rain handler is someone who is trusted by the community to control the rain and even the weather. The rain handler services in Indonesia are usually used for big events, such as weddings, music concerts, and sporting events, he continued. At the end of the article, Speedweek praised Mandalika rain handler is successful by writing. At the end of the article, Speedweek praised Mandalika rain handler is successful by writing, his condition improved significantly. Besides Speedweek, other foreign media highlight rain charmer Mandalika Rara Istiani Wulandari is sports world who speaks Spanish. Last but not least, we will have entertainment news as our last news. Much love Korean band Big Bang is all set to make a comeback after a gap of almost four years and fan excitement knew no bounds. The news was announced by YG Entertainment on March 20, and several fans and followers took to the comment section to express their excitement about the K-pop band's much-awaited comeback. YG Entertainment also unveiled the first look of the band's of YG Entertainment also unveiled the first look of the band's upcoming release. YG Entertainment headed to Instagram to give Big Bang fans a treat as they announced the real estate of the upcoming project by the Much Love Group. They also unveiled the first look of the project as they shared what appeared to be a blank Polaroid with the real estate printed on it. Big Bang's next project will release on April 5, 2022 at midnight. KST and fans can't wait for the band's first song in about 4 years. That's all for this week's new recap. Now let's listen to Survival 101 brought by Jevin and I in the next studio. Let us move on. So, today we will tell you guys about the tips and tricks on how to love all the academic subjects. Jack, do you have any difficulties in love with academic with any academic subject? Of course, uh, there at first probably I think for every every one of us it's perhaps a bit difficult, you know, to actually enjoy all of academic subjects. Probably it's more easier to enjoy the non-academics because for majority of people, you know, academics we we consider academical um stuff as hard difficult you know it's very hard to understand and all that but actually we have some tips here for you guys and how you guys can enjoy um academic studies okay so i think for this episode i'm going to start first is that okay with you Zahda? yes of course jack proceed all right so for me usually I surround myself with like-minded people. At first, I, it was very difficult for me to actually enjoy my studies uh, uh, because, you know, it kind of stresses me out some days and I get overwhelmed most of the times. However, 
due to me joining you know like a lot of organizations study clubs and all that it actually encourages me more and gives me more motivation to actually study in all of the academic academical terms and it actually improves my grade as well so surrounding yourself with the positive like-minded people that is ambitious at their schoolworks as well can definitely help you in improving your studies especially for academical terms what about you sahda Yes, I agree, Jack. I think uh, surrounding yourself with someone or a group of people who love to study and has a great a great ambition uh, to Im- to improve their academic study, I think it's a very good uh, tips and trick to improve our love for academic subject. I mean, all love our love for all academic subject. So I agree. Um, I also want to uh, give you guys uh, tips and tricks uh, to increase your love and fondness of academic subject. So my tip is to increase your curiosity regarding all academic subject. I mean, if you want to start or to love or to understand something, of course, you have to increase your level of curiosity by increasing your interest in a particular academic subject. I think you will have a strong desire to learn or know something. Um, then your curiosity will help to make your learning process more effective and enjoyable. Then it will help you to start loving all academic subjects. That's all from me. How about you, Jack? Do you have another helpful tip? I totally agree. Increasing our curiosity would definitely, you know, increase our, you know, our our earn or pursue to also learn about new things, right? And it will definitely help us, you know, become more motivated in learning new things learning new subjects, new topics, and all that. So I definitely agree with you, Sahda. Hmm, for me, probably this is the last but definitely not the least tip. This might sound very cliche, but actually, studying isn't always that stressful, guys. It can be actually sometimes fun too. So for me, usually I try my best to always make my study as entertaining as possible, as playful as possible, uh, so I won't get bored, moreover overwhelmed with it. Usually I take long, good breaks. I mean, not too long, definitely, until to the point you procrastinate. But definitely always take breaks and make your learning space as, needed as, as neat as possible, your learning methods as playful as possible. As for me, usually I like to, you know, um, watch funny YouTube videos that actually relates to my school subjects in that way it's, it makes me more easier to understand especially nowadays there are a lot of YouTube videos that are you know very entertaining and they're they're fulfilled with a lot of illustrations and all that so it would make you understand the content more easier I think that really helps a lot also give yourself some rewards for example like cookies or anything that would definitely make you feel a lot better I think, yeah, that's all for me. Uh, do you have anything more to add, Sahda? I think that's enough, Jack. Alright, so I think that's pretty much for our uh, Bcast episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to today's Bcast episode. That's all from us, uh, Jacqueline and I. Stay tuned for another fantastic episode. Bye! Bye!